This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is dedicated to bringing you with tools for your family jewels. Ladies and gentlemen, it is getting a lot colder out there. Winter is upon us even here in sunny Southern California. Okay, a lot of people don't shave their legs. And what you can't leave unchecked is that fucking Alabama swamp. Listen to me, okay? You need to go over to manscaped.com right now. They have the perfect stuff. They got this thing called the Lawnmower 2.0. Shave that bush down nice and neat. Be the perfect Christmas present for anybody this year. You know what I'm saying? Also, they got things like the plow and ball wipes. Keep everything smelling fragrant down there. Head over to manscaped.com right now and use promo code MACDADDY20 to get 20% off your very first order. Head over to manscaped.com right now. Go make yourself a drink and I'll be down in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Whatever, we don't give a fuck. The deal is done, now the cake been baked. They need to come on with a drama, whatever they gonna do. What's cracking, pimps? What's going on? And welcome to episode 20 of the Mac Daddy Seminar. As always, I'm your host, Taylor Dunn, and I am sitting in a fucking closet right now. Look, a lot of people have reached out to me and said, well, I really like the Mac Daddy Seminar uh, for YouTube. I like watching the videos, but, you know, I like being able just to listen to it in my car. And listen, I, I hear you, okay? All of the podcasts that I listen to are pretty much in my car. Do I rarely watch one on YouTube, you know, when I'm just sitting on the couch at the house or even on my phone while I'm at work? I get it, okay? The only problem is when I record the actual videos, it makes the audio version for iTunes and Spotify shitty. So I have to pick, okay, do I want to make a video and do the audio, but the audio be shitty or do I just want crystal clear Bose audio? Okay. And that's just what I got to, that's what we're going to deal with. So this week we're going with nothing but the audio. So I'm sorry to disappoint you. I really am. If you were just really looking forward to seeing my face, I'm sorry. It's just been a busy week, man. It's really been a busy weekend since the last episode that I put on here. I mean, the last episode I think I put out was like last Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember. All of the days are starting to run together. I'm so goddamn busy. I don't know what to do with myself. But it's a good thing. It's a good type of busy. Okay? I'm signing up to do comedy shows pretty much anywhere I can. I have a show tomorrow night in uh, at the American Comedy Company downtown here in San Diego. But uh, this past weekend, uh, I did the final showcase for the Comedy Palace Student Comedy Showcase class. So as I mentioned before, over the past couple of episodes, I've been taking a class for the past six weeks just to kind of brush up, you know, And because the thing is, you know, 
coming from Alabama and, you know, doing something like stand-up comedy, looking at somewhere like California, you're just like, okay, you know, I kind of felt like that was Goliath and I was David, you know, and I ain't have no rocks. So I go to this comedy class because I'm out here looking for pebbles. You get what I'm saying? I know all you Bible thumpers in Alabama love that type of shit. So, you, you know, you get the picture. But what I'm saying is I just wanted to brush up, you know, sit down with some California comics, them kind of go over what material I had and, you know, kind of critique me on, you know, new material that I was coming up with. And it really was worth every penny that I paid. Like, if you're in the California, Southern California area, and you want to take a class, if you're thinking about doing comedy, the Comedy Palace is the number one place I would recommend. I mean, every single week, I got just absolutely the best constructive criticism. You know, everybody was so nice. All of the other students were great. And after six weeks of the class... Everybody improved so much from when we first started. I mean, at the showcase, I was so nervous because, you know, I mean, it was a packed house. There were 200 people there. There was a camera crew, 200 people there. You know, everybody is, you know, laughing and joking around, and I am nervous as a cat, you know, because the other students in the class know like, Hey, this isn't my first time doing stand up. They feel like, Oh, you shouldn't be nervous. You've done this before. But the fact is the nervousness doesn't go away. If anything, it gets worse because now people know, Oh, you've done stand up before. It's almost like you have a reputation to uphold. Even though that sounds crazy, just from the open mic level, you know, it really does kind of, you know, all mixed together when you're standing in the middle of it. But I got there. Um, we went up to Escondido. I told my wife that, like, hey, you know, since it's going to be a little bit later than I'm normally up there, why don't we all go up there? And, uh, you know, the show shouldn't last too, too long. And then you can, you know, if you just hang out with Lily, my daughter, you know, even if y'all, you know, y'all go shopping or whatever while I'm doing the show, then y'all can just pick me up whenever we're done. And she said, okay, that's fine. Well, we go up to Escondido for the day, and we went to some little Japanese store called Daiso, which my wife sits around watching videos about people shopping in these stores. She'll watch videos of other people shopping. So this is pretty much my number one fear because I can't stand to go and watch her shop somewhere, but I do because I'm a loving husband. But every time we go anywhere to go shopping, I'm just kind of standing there, you know, or I'll see something that catches my attention and I'm like, hey, I'm going to go look at this, but I'm not going to look at little trinkets to put around my Christmas tree or something like that, you know? So we went up there and we looked at this Japanese store and then, you know, I got bored. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go over to this outdoor store. So I walk over there and uh, it was a gun store. 
I mean, they had like a couple of fishing poles and like a couple of safes and stuff, but the entire back half of the store was all guns. So I go over there and I start looking at everything and they have everything in here. And I mean, you know, California is supposedly notorious for being so anti-gun. That's not necessarily the case. You can still buy just about any firearm you want to in California. I mean, I've seen it with my own eyes. They had AR-15s, they had shotguns, they had rifles, and they had just a plethora of pistols. The only difference is where it does live up to the reputation of them being so anti-gun is the waiting periods and how hard it is to actually get a weapon. I mean, I'm t I was talking to the guy because I'm considering applying for my concealed carry permit because, I mean, like in Alabama and Mississippi, it was nothing to have a concealed carry. I mean, you literally could just walk into the gun store and be like, I got a driver's license. And they go, here you go. Here's a Desert Eagle. Oh, I ain't got no training on how to use it. Doesn't matter. Just stuff it right in your waistband. Okay. That's pretty much how it went. But here, like, there's like a... Just for a concealed carry permit, you have to be, like, of upstanding moral character. You, This is the real part that gets me. You have to provide a logical reason to the sheriff's department why you need a weapon to protect yourself. So, if I do finally go through with it, I'll just show them whatever latest, you know, mugging or somebody was murdered article from the news and be like, oh, th this is my reason. This right here. I don't want this to happen to me. You know? Like, you got to be, like, getting stalked or something. Like, somebody, you have to have a stalker to go out and buy a gun, and then you got to wait 90 days and hope that the guy doesn't try and kill you. And then, you know, on the 91st day, once you have your gun, that's when he decides to attack. But, you know, I don't make the laws. <laughs> It's ridiculous, man. I sat there and like even the guy that was selling them was like, I know it's crazy. But he said, you know, it just depends on if that's the level of security you want to have on you. You know, I mean, in, when I was in Mississippi, I carried my Glock pretty much everywhere. I mean, if I was going to a spot to do stand up and I'd never been there before or anything like that, I would just bring my gun with me just in case. And I wouldn't take it into a bar. It's still illegal to take into a bar. But, you know, I'd leave it in my car or something just in case, you know, somebody tried to run up on me and get some of this sweet ass while I was bending over or something, you know. But. Hello. Hello. What is it? Um, I need to come with you. Come with me? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm uh, I'm sorry. My daughter Lily has now entered the chat. What are you doing? Nothing. I just in through the door. Yeah. Can I be like a monkey? Can you be like a monkey? Yeah. Well, hey, Daddy's in the middle of something. Huh? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm talking. Talking. Yeah. Oh. I'm recording the Mac Daddy seminar. Yes. Oh. That's strange. 
That's strange. Yeah. Are you roasting me? Hey, go play with your toys, okay? Oh. I'll be in there in a minute. I'll play with you. Whoa. Whoa. I'll be in there in a minute and I'll play with you, okay? Okay. I love you. I love you. All right. Bye-bye. Anyway, sorry about that. Normally, I would just go ahead and uh, stop the recording right there, but I figured she would probably lose interest in this room soon enough. Anyways, what was I talking about? Basically, you can't really own a gun in California. They were like, okay, well, if you purchase a pistol today, you have to keep it in the trunk of your car with the ammunition separate. So if you're at a stoplight and somebody decides to run up and try and steal your car from you, you have to get out of the car, pop the trunk, Unlock your gun case, put bullets in the gun, cock it, and then shoot the person before they steal your car. So it's pretty much pointless to have a gun. But yeah, so after that, um, it was about time for the show to start. And, uh, you know, my wife didn't have anywhere else she wanted to go. So I was like, okay, well, I'll go as fast as I can. The only reason she couldn't come inside is because it was an 18 and up show. I mean, it, was a, it wasn't a, it was clean comedy, so you couldn't bring kids. And to be honest with you, like, you should not bring a kid that you couldn't sit through a movie with. It needs to be like that, but, like, times five. Because you're sitting in a live performance. Like, people are up there talking trying to remember what the next thing to say is, you don't need to bring a little kid in there. I've done comedy shows where somebody brought an infant. I literally went to go see Chris D'Elia in, uh, like, last November, and somebody brought, like, a very, very small baby with them in a car seat to his show. And, of course, like, midway through, all you heard was... And he was like, does somebody bring a fucking baby to this show? They got up and left. So, they just gave Chris D'Elia $60 for nothing. But, you know, it is what it is. I understand. Sometimes you just can't find a babysitter. So, what are you going to do? You know? But my wife was nice enough to just sit out in the car with my daughter. And I had to take her in to the comedy club to let her use the bathroom uh, before you know, the show started, and when I was walking through there, she was like, are you going to sing? Are you going to sing? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to sing. I'm going to tell some funny jokes. And she goes, ooh, I tell a joke. Yeah, um, so I I went and sat her back in the car, and I was like, all right, hey, the show is about to start, so I'll, uh, I'll text you right before I go on stage, and then I'll text you when I'm done. And I'm just letting my wife know, like, hey, unless y'all are being attacked, do not call me during this time because I am going to be recording on my phone. And she's like, okay, because sometimes, you know, I'll go in the store or something and I'll be in there for, you know, three minutes longer than I should have been. And my wife will call me and be like, hey, where are you at? And I'll just hit her with some smart aleck remark like, oh, you know, I just figured I would leave and just go to Alaska, you know? 
I just figured I would, you know, I was in here looking for uh, Capri Suns and granola bars, but, you know, I just got a hankering to go to the last frontier and go to Alaska, so I just left. And it makes her really mad when I do that. So, uh, you know, I just call her ahead of time, and I'm like, hey, just during this time, don't call me unless you're in, like, grave danger. So, uh, I was really nervous, right? You know, everybody's dressed up. I see the camera crew setting up, and I'm just, you know, I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. And my, uh, you know, all of my fellow classmates are excited, but they're nervous as well. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to order a drink. And I went and sat at the bar, and I got me a good old Tito's and Sprite, slurped that thing down, ordered another one, slurped it down. Now I'm feeling pretty good. Got me a nice buzz on. Not nervous anymore. It was like magic. And, uh, you know, we're waiting to go up, and I'm like midway through the set list, and everybody only did five minutes. Like, it wasn't, you know like, really long sets or anything. It was just five minutes, so your standard open mic. And uh, everybody was killing it. First of all, the crowd there was great. I mean, everybody was fantastic. And all of the instructors did, like, ten minutes. And, I mean, everybody was doing good. All of the other... No one bombed. I was very surprised, and I don't mean that in a mean way. I just, you know, for it being a lot of people's first time, sometimes the nerves get to you when you get up there and like, okay, it's go time now. Now I'm standing under the light and everybody is being quiet listening to me. That sometimes builds on people, and that's the thing. You just got to start talking. And then you're going through it and you're saying your first couple of lines and then you get to your first joke and then bam, if it hits and everybody laughs, you normally calm down a little bit. And then it just gets better and better towards, you know, after about a minute, for such a short set, after about a minute, you really start to feel relaxed if you're doing well. And that's exactly what happened with me. Like, I was so excited when I got off the stage because, you know, if you're a fan of mine and you're a fan of this podcast, you've probably seen the video of me uh, performing at the Stardome in, like, November of 2012. I had long hair and, like, I'm wearing a blue shirt in the video. And uh, I'm only 18. I'd only done stand-up, like, three times before this performance. And... I was so nervous, but I don't know what it was. As soon as I walked out there and started talking, I just felt great. And I just started getting into it. And eventually, I calmed down, and it was really... I had fun while I was on stage. And that's really been the main fundamental that a lot of the instructors have been trying to teach me. Like, look... You don't need to worry so much about your performance that you end up messing up your performance. You just need to go up there and have a good time. You know, okay, so what? You mess up, just keep it rolling. Worst case scenario, you can't remember the next thing to say and you panic, just say, hey, that's all I remember. Sorry about that, guys. And get off the stage. 
or try and win the audience back. I mean, it's just open mic. Nobody's expecting to see the deaf comedy jam. They're either going to laugh or they're not going to laugh. So just go up there and have a good time. And once I really got into it and I started having a good time, I haven't felt that way since I was 18 years old. (coughs) Excuse me. You know? I mean, it felt great. And I got off the stage and everybody did so good and they were so happy. And we all gathered up on stage um, after the performance. And, you know, we got a standing ovation. All of the students did. And it was great. And, you know, we're staying in touch with an email group. You know, there's a lot of, you know, different. That's the thing about it is there's so many different walks of life that try stand up and end up really liking it and wanting to continue to do it. Like there's one guy in the class who's a lawyer and then. There's a lady in the class who's a published author. There's a, a lady in the class who's, you know, a, a blogger for like a major fashion line. Like there's so many people who, you know, some of them are just doing it as a hobby and they really do it just for fun. And then there's other people that, you know, they're like, hey, maybe I can make a career out of this. So it's just, it's really neat seeing so many different people from different walks of life doing it. And, uh, you know, it was a really good opportunity to make a couple of new friends and especially the hardest people to find are comedian friends. I've never really had any comedy friends that, you know, are down for the cause until this class. And, you know, us staying in touch with that email, that really does mean a lot that we're all staying so close. So if I have any classmates listening to this, just I'm here to let you know the word is being spread that y'all are some of the baddest motherfuckers in the world. And I mean that. Everybody. Everybody in the class blew me away. But yeah, man. Other than that, uh, so Sunday we didn't do anything because we didn't get back till late. (coughs) And, uh, you know, it's right back to square one. It's thinking about, okay, where's the next show going to be? So I got American Comedy Company Tuesday night. But that's that's the weird thing about American Comedy Company. Like, a lot of the open mics here is just, like, drop your name in a bucket. So it's kind of a luck of the draw if you even get called. And then you got, you know... Some, I mean, after you've performed there quite a bit, then you've built up a little bit of rapport. That's when you can call up there for spots. Also, uh, I'm going to be in L.A. on the 9th. I'm going to go up there and try and do Kill Tony. Uh, for those of you that you know follow comedy like me, uh, it's a podcast hosted by Tony Hinchcliffe. He's a very famous comedian. He's frequented on the Joe Rogan podcast and uh he has his own special on Netflix called One Shot. He does a podcast weekly where uh he it's basically an open mic like it's just a panel of comics and they let people drop their name in the bucket and when they get called up on stage they give them 60 seconds to say whatever they want to. And then if they like them, you know, they just kind of talk to them for a bit. So And it's going to be at the Comedy Store in L.A. Now, everybody knows 
what it would mean to me to go perform on the main room stage at the comedy store. Just to perform at the comedy store, period, is a blessing. But to go in the main room and perform, I mean, the beginning of this year, I did a comedy show at a bar in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, in front of six people. It was on a Tuesday night. I was there super late because it didn't start until 10. And there were only three other comics, and two of them, you couldn't even understand what they were saying. No disrespect that those guys are listening, but, you know, I'm sure they both improved immensely since then. I think they both told me they had only been doing stand-up for maybe five months. But yeah, uh, since then, you know, I performed throughout San Diego... And, I mean, I really took a big break between then because I was just trying to concentrate on writing before moving out here. But, you know, it's just amazing that in a year's time, all the stuff that I've gotten to see. 2019 has been a great year. Okay? I know it's not, like, time to talk about, oh, let's review the year and stuff. But, I mean, it's coming to a close. It's about to be 2020. (coughs) Excuse me. Jesus Christ. And, uh, god damn, I have done a lot in the past 365 days. Went to the Sugar Bowl down in New Orleans. Went and saw Joey Diaz. Went and saw Donnell Rawlings. Got to meet Donnell Rawlings. Got to meet Chris D'Elia. Went to the Comedy Store twice. Saw Joe Rogan. You know, the list goes on and on. I moved to California. It's crazy, man. It's wild shit. I'll tell you what, though. In my free time when I haven't been writing, you know what I've been watching? Fucking Snowfall. Okay? It's, it's an FX show. It's called Snowfall. It's an FX original show, but they got the first two seasons right now on Hulu. Bitch, if you... Need a show to watch other than the fucking Mandalorian. I highly suggest watching this one. It's better than Breaking Bad. It's better than Narcos. I won't say it's better than The Sopranos. I gotta watch another season of it to make that distinction. But it's close. Snowfall is my shit. Definitely highly recommended. You need to watch it. We've got Thanksgiving coming up, and uh, we're going to go have dinner with these people that I've never met before. They're friends of our friends, and apparently they're vegans. So I hope that they, you know, understand that we are some carnivores that live over here, and uh, we like the meat. So they need to cook a real turkey, not none of that to- that tofurkey bullshit with some lentil beans and some flavored air and want me to talk about what I'm thankful for. Apparently the dude pretty much lives like a drug lord. That's what my friend tells me. So, you know, of course I'm excited to meet this guy because, you know, what if he fronts me a key, you know? That's some of that snowfall talk, man. You got to watch that show. I'm telling you. Have to. It's fantastic. 
I'm kind of glad that I didn't record this video or this podcast with video because I ain't, I ain't really got shit to talk about. Other than that comedy show and like other comedy shows coming up, nothing wild has happened. But uh, next week, we're taking a trip up to Anaheim. We're going to go celebrate my daughter's birthday in fucking grand supreme style taking her to disneyland last year on her birthday we took her to disney world and so this year we're taking her to disneyland but the day before we're going to knott's berry farm and uh it's gonna be lit man i love doing that shit especially with her i mean i like going to theme parks myself you know but um taking her is so much fun because you know she believes it's real She's only four years old. She's about to turn four. So, you know, I really wanted to take her at this young age because, you know, she believes that shit is real. I'll tell you one thing I'm not doing, though. I'm not doing any fucking Black Friday shopping, okay? I'm not getting trampled. I Especially not out here in California. Dude, if you go do anything on the weekend here, you might as well turn around and go home. I mean, it is always so packed full of people all the time. And I can't imagine going to Target at 3 o'clock in the morning here. Trying to get a PlayStation Pro or something. But, uh, yeah, man, I think that's about it. I mean, I don't really have anything else to talk about. But, you know, as always, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, for those of you that I've told that you're going to receive a shirt, you're still going to get it. And the Mac Daddy Seminar official t-shirts will be on sale soon. I will announce that as soon as they become available for purchase. Like always, I appreciate you guys listening, and I will see you guys next week. This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is dedicated to bringing you with tools for your family jewels. Ladies and gentlemen, it is getting a lot colder out there. Winter is upon us, even here in sunny Southern California. Okay? A lot of people don't shave their legs. And what you can't leave unchecked is that fucking Alabama swamp. Listen to me, okay? You need to go over to manscaped.com right now. They have the perfect stuff. They got this thing called the Lawnmower 2.0. Shave that bush down nice and neat. Be the perfect Christmas present for anybody this year. You know what I'm saying? Also, they got things like the plow and ball wipes. Keep everything smelling fragrant down there. Head over to manscaped.com right now and use promo code MACDADDY20 to get 20% off your very first order. Head over to manscaped.com right now.